So today we'll be interviewing the CEO of RSVP and good score, Christina, uh, lining that up. So do we think, you know, online dating is what women in their 50s who find themselves single have to engage in in order to successfully meet someone? What do you think? I think there used to be a stigma attached to online dating. And, and I definitely think that has changed now. And I, I do know of the women I know who were single and have now met someone, they all have met them online. So it's it's gotten to the point where meeting someone in a face-to-face environment is, is a very different approach. People are getting unused to it. I'm going to be interesting to see what, what Dave says about this. Okay, and you you have been dating using some of these apps and do you feel comfortable or does it feel like a game? And dating is a game, but yeah, how do you feel about it for someone who would have met her husband not through online dating? Yeah. yeah. Seven years later, you're... I find, yeah, I find I'm a little impatient. I don't want to spend a lot of time texting back and forth. So so my preference is... um, that he asked me out right away and and it's funny I do kind of let him make that first move um and so and I do find you do meet men online who are happy to text you for a long time and then they and then suddenly they ghost you when it comes time to meet them so that's happened to me a couple times yeah Uh, apart from the bloke in Afghanistan that decided he was in love with me but uh, (laughs) Sounds like there's a story there. But also going back then, I know a couple of weeks ago you said you'd met someone at a dinner and you said, oh, Kishwa, I've got to introduce you to him. I think you'd get along with him. So, you know, and I bring that up. And um, aside from the fact he and I are in different cities, but I bring that up in that, you know, that's not going to be online dating. So do you think much of that is going on? You know, people setting, you know, their friends up with other people. I know I think about it, particularly if I know someone's open to meeting someone. But I mean, I have a, a dear sister-in-law, the one that got me involved in online dating to begin with, uh, by whacking my picture up. Uh, but she um, she says she, her friends are very slack about introducing her to, you know, eligible sort of uh, bachelors. But but I, I mean, I would love it if, if my friends knew someone that they thought might be a good match for me and, and set me up. I'd, I'd be really happy to go on a blind date like that because, you know, let's face it, online dating is multiple, multiple blind dates, basically. Yeah. All right. Well, let's have a chat to Dave and see what he has to add to the discussion. Absolutely. Hello, I'm Christina. And I'm Kishwa. Welcome to our podcast, Swipe Right at 50. We seek to share insights to empower women living in their 50s and beyond. And today we're very excited to have Dave Heisen, who's the CEO of RSVP Australia. He's regarded as one of Australia's leading online dating experts. He has 20 years experience in the online dating industry. Uh, Dave and successful internet entrepreneur Daniel Haig uh, co-founded Oasis in 2008 and then in 2014 negotiated a merger between Australia's two largest online dating businesses, Fairfax as RSVP and Oasis. And he's an active spokesperson on the issues of online romance fraud and recently appeared on SBS Insight to discuss the issue. Welcome, Dave. I didn't write that bio, by the way, so I'd never write something like that about myself because it's almost flattering. You so. sound fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd go with it. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, who, who writes your bio? Maybe we need to hire him as well or her. Yeah, look, I, I, I obviously paid someone a lot of money to say that about me, so yeah. So. <laughs> well, welcome, Dave. Now, um, getting right into it, tell us why women in their 50s should consider online dating platforms such as RSVP. Yeah, look, I mean, it's such a great topic at the moment with COVID. Um and look, I guess RSVP has been around since 1997 in Australia. We're a very trusted Australian brand. Um, we still do all, all our support in Australia, all local support. Um, and obviously, we have our offices here. So we're really trying to support the Australian uh, market. Um, our sort of niche, I guess, is really looking at people who are looking for a, a, a relationship. So not necessarily a serious relationship, but relationships we'd like to refer to it as dating. So people who are really keen to go out and date and meet people and hopefully turn into a turn into a relationship. I guess our, our our main sort of target audience is is looking at our sort of sweet spot, sort of the 45 to 55 market. Um, we have a, a large audience under 45 and a large audience over, but you know, the majority of activity is around that area. Um, and that varies from, you know, a lot of people who have been married before and are now separated or divorced. And yeah, a lot of people with older kids as well. And I, I think one of the things RSVP can provide is, you know, I guess like-minded is a good word to use here in terms of whatever your situation is, there's always somewhere out out there who's experiencing something similar and I guess for sort of the over 50s female market we like to think we're a nice secure place um, to to allow you to get back into the, the dating game and yeah look there's a lot of sort of facets to that in terms of it's it's a lot harder these days to meet people particularly in that market you know traditionally it's been with families and friends and through work uh, through work wouldn't have worked in the last 18 months because no one's been in the office but yeah and I think this is a really great way to branch out and and look outside your social circle and meet like-minded people so yeah I, I think it's a great medium and one of the main aspects I looked at with this this kind of question is a lot of people who are going back into the dating market that's slightly apprehensive it's all pretty new to them they might be coming out of a long relationship and the great thing about RSVP and I guess online dating is you don't have to be so upfront with it you can take your time and you can actually get to know someone before meeting them in person uh, which is quite tricky at the moment freedom day in new south wales is on monday but we're excited about that but also i guess it's a good way to build up your confidence as well so the fact that you can actually chat to someone online and get to know them over time and not feel i guess like you have to react straight away you can can really think about what you're saying so it's a great way to ease into it very interesting and dave i want to pick up on a comment you made a bit earlier which was this distinction between dating and more serious relationship what are your metrics for that? You know, what do you define as just dating versus sort of serious relationship that might only last, you know, a couple of months anyway? Yeah, look, it's a it's a great question at the at the moment and has been for the last five or six years, I guess, with the sort of advent of apps like Tinder entering the market. Um, and eHarmony having presence here as well. So we sort of have a scale internally we refer to as the, the sex to marriage scale and you can, can kind of place dating sites on that scale with I guess we refer to Tinder as close to the sex 
and then we refer to eHarmony as closer to the marriage end. We would put RSVP in the sort of serious bracket closer to the, the marriage end, but, you know, we don't want people to feel like they have to, you know, it's narrowed down to one person and everyone's completely serious because, as I said before, people need to take their time and get into this. And a lot of people use the site just to, to chat to people before they, they meet them or, you know, just to have a build up a network of people they can eventually socialise with or or communicate with. So dating, we want to put values in dating that you actually want to be there to date someone that we hope turns into a relationship. Um, our measure is we we almost have a conflict of interest in terms of the business world because what we're trying to do is get people to spend as little time on the site as possible. So we look to offer the best value for the three or four month period, which is the average lifetime someone is on the site. Uh, and yeah, our, our aim is to get them off the site because they've met someone and, and therefore we've been successful. Talking about the demographics, what, what is the average age of men and women registered? Is it the same? And, um, you know, tell us a bit more about that most popular demographic. And, and I guess the other thing is we, you talked about, um, we talked about security in your bio. Is there any screening associated with registering with RSVP? Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, our average, you know, our demo is sort of looking at that 40 plus, 45 plus is the, the sweet spot, as I said. Um, but RSVP has been around for so long. It's synonymous with dating in Australia. I guess we have people from all age groups, but they certainly have the same objective, which is to, to date someone and, you know, form a relationship. So that distinguishes our, our demographic, I, I think, instead of, you know, one night's looks and photo-based apps. So, um, yeah, that that's that's kind of the, the sweet spot. In terms of our, our audience, yeah, you certainly get to meet people outside of your five-kilometre radius and you can visit them soon. Um, and... Yeah, it's a, it's that's that's probably something we're going to be watching very closely over the next few weeks to see how our activity changes on our site with with uh, I guess freedom opening up a little. So yeah. Um, tell me, so both um, Christine and I are single. So how do we maximise and make the most out of the RSVP website? Look, it's a it's a great question, and we. About two or three years ago, we engaged Queensland University to uh, do a study with our data anonymously, of course. Um, and this is a really interesting point for people coming into the website. You know, we lead you down a path of actually choose your preferences. And it's like you're sitting there thinking about the, the prince or the ideal man and and all woman, obviously, because we do cater for, for both markets. So I think the... The interesting thing we found with this study is that most people ended up communicating with people who actually didn't match any of their original preferences. Mm. And I, I guess that's my advice into coming into the market is be open-minded. There's obviously going to be deal breakers. We call them deal breakers. So the major deal breaker is smoking. So yeah. people won't. I agree. Yeah. yeah so, that my deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone smokes, that's a no. It doesn't matter. You're not going to go further than that. But what we're trying to do is open up things beyond that. Um, and this study has actually led us to put more emphasis on as opposed to height and whether they have children at home. And, you know, these are the, the major sort of things that we have pushed in the past. So we're trying to relax that a bit to get people to, to communicate more and open up their, their matching criteria so we can provide them more open matches that they can then communicate with and they can make their decision from there. So it's almost like the scenario of the dream person you want to meet, 
you'll never meet because you wanted them one meter 82 and they're one meter 81 but in reality if you met them if, if you actually met them you'd, you'd probably hit it off well and you could get them to wear heels if that's a problem for you but it's yeah I, I think that's that's what we're getting at so my advice in answering your question is really to come in open-minded don't be too picky just sort of get out there and meet people there's you're very well protected on RSVP. Um, you can specify, you know, you have privacy settings if that's an issue. We still encourage people to upload lots of photos and write a lot on their profile um, so you can get to know a lot about them even before you, you know, reply to them or that sort of thing. So I guess, look, take your time and, and be open-minded and focus on the things that really, really matter that's going to get you a long way. Well, that's good to hear because I know when I first started dating, I had been out of the market for 27 years. So I was a bit lost. And um, my two criteria were they had to be active and they had to have kind eyes. And that's actually served me quite well, I find. Yeah, look, exactly. And they're, they're kind of things that are, are traits as opposed to deal breakers, you know. Yeah. I mean... It's, it's an interesting dis distinguishment between them. And I think that's what's so important to emphasise for people that, you know, you've, you've got to just go in with an open mind and really express what's important to you because you're right, a smoker's not going to, someone who hates smoking is not going to date a smoker. Someone who's active wants someone active. So they're two important things as opposed to you wanted someone with blue eyes, but their eyes are green. Exactly. So. You've talked a bit about this, the RSVP website, it reinforces your continued commitment to safe dating online. So tell us about some of the safety features um, for women and men using the platform. I asked you about screening. So so what what makes you different in that space? Yeah, look, I think um, it's a, quite an important part of online dating. Um, and it's actually become a lot better due to education over the last sort of 10 years, um, people are getting aware of scammers and, um, you know, I guess sort of catfishes and that sort of thing because of the sort of digital age. Obviously, we've spent millions of dollars over the years developing our own sort of security system to, you know, I guess weed out, the, you know, the scammers don't even get on our site these days. We haven't had a complaint for five or six years. Um, good. And I guess that's due to the fact that, we have sophisticated technology behind the scenes that's that's working over time to ensure that. Um, at the same time, nothing in this space is ever 100% say, uh, you know, foolproof. So we spend a lot of time on the site. There's all education about what to look for. And as I've mentioned before, we have our customer support here in Australia that are ready to sort of work with you if there's anything I, I guess out of the ordinary but we, we don't get any complaints these days in terms of catfishing yeah look it's an interesting one isn't it because we do have systems that are looking at images and that sort of thing I think the the, the kind of world's changed a bit on catfishing these days because people who put up a photo of themselves 20 years ago and uh, what have they got to achieve if they're looking for a relationship because you're going to meet them and then everyone's going to be disappointed. Or I think on the other side of that, you know, there's, there's certain rules to follow about when you meet them and, you know, never transfer any money unless or, you know, and we've got support to check with that. So it's, you know, it, it's, you should feel pretty safe behind it. I, 
But I do feel like the main reason behind RSVP, which is really different, is people pay to contact you. So you've got to understand that when people are actually making contact with you, they've actually made the effort. They're actually serious about wanting to date because they're paying to enable themselves to communicate with you. Uh, whereas a lot of apps are just open and free form. So, so it's free to join, but you pay to connect with someone. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you can put your profile up and you can still be contacted by someone else or winked. Um, generally, we encourage people to wink, which is send a, a sort of digital um, notification of, that expresses interest. And then one of the parties needs to, at some stage, pay to contact, which, you know, obviously is. A business, but we, you know, it does weed out a lot of, you know, not so serious players as well. Yeah. Dave, I might go back to the term catfishing. Not all our listeners might know what that means. So do you want oh, to give a definition or I can add it at the end? Sure. Well, my, my definition might be different to the actual one, but it's <laughs> catfishing is basically portraying yourself as not your own identity online. Um, and that's been done in a number of ways over years in terms of photos, you know, expressing a description of yourself that's not true. And the aim is to try and entice people to communicate with you. And ultimately, that would end up in them asking for money. Look, it's, 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 it's certainly been a big issue. It's not such an issue now. Um, you've just got to read what to look for. Most of them don't even get, I mean, well, we, as I said, we haven't had complaints for five or six years. So... We've done a lot in terms, in terms of picking up patterns, in terms of photos, in terms of text they write, that sort of thing. So, yeah, and we're constantly checking as well if there's anything untoward. So it's something to look out for. And, look, I, I think potentially dating sites or RSVP is probably one of the safer places. You know, a lot of catfishing is going on on any sort of social network where you can make contact with people. What you've got on RSVP is you've got systems in place to combat that. And as I said, there's a paywall as well. So, but yeah, it look, you know, it, there's, there's certain certain trends that catfishers use that, uh, you know, pretty interesting. But um, the main thing is if you, if you suspect anything, we've got support that you can contact and they'll get back to you straight away and look into it for you. And now tell us, um, you know, during this, you alluded to the last 18 months being a bit crazy, but during that time, um, have you seen transaction levels or traffic on your website go up? And for those who are still in lockdown, would you encourage them to get online and, you know, put their foot on the dating scene? What are, what are you seeing and then what's your advice? Yeah, look, um, March last year, March 2020, everyone panicked and the sort of activity dropped off a cliff um, for most businesses, including our business. Uh, and then I think, you know, we put it down to the fact that when people realised they're going to be at home, we saw activity get back to, you know, its previous level and if not increase an amount over time. And it's been pretty steady since. I, the one thing we've noticed is people are spending longer communicating online. So it's actually been a great thing for us in terms of our members because they're getting to know people a lot more rather than rushing in to organise a date. So... I think it actually adds a bit of positivity to to the communication and, and dating side of things that you're actually going to know so much more about a person when you decide to meet when Freedom Day comes or whatever it might be. 
Um, and we feel like that's great for people's confidence to sort of hit the ground running because they're going to know a lot more about that person and they're going to want to meet them more. And tell us about, you know, I I don't know how the setup works, but do you have to put a photos up before your profile is active? And so to post or not to post a photo is the question. Yeah, look, um, most people do publish a photo these days. Uh, You don't have to on RSVP, but it certainly affects your uh, contact rate. Like people with photos get contacted at least 10 times more. Whether that's an indication of society being shallow or not, I'm not sure, but I believe it's sort of the fact that you you feel more comfortable with someone that you can actually visualise them, I guess. We've tried to encourage a lot of, you know, our members to upload as many photos as possible. So we have like a primary image, which is, you know, the, a, a close-up picture, but we we feel that sort of the, the best profiles are the ones that have a gallery of photos that actually express a lot about that person in terms of the activities and their interests and that sort of thing. We do, as part of a subscription, you can go into stealth mode or privacy mode, we call it, if you don't want people seeing your photos um, and you want to release them as you see fit. Yeah, it's, yeah, and look, it's an interesting thing, particularly in the over 50 demographic, I think that people kind of hear a lot of news about photos online and that sort of thing. But the younger age group, it's it's not a, not a concern for them really because everyone's in that age group is if you search their name, you're going to find 10 photos of them anyway. So yeah, it's an interesting one, but the, yeah, I, I think we cater for all, all kind of levels of how you feel about that. Yeah. I definitely think for the younger demographic, if, if it's not online, it didn't really happen. Um, yes. <laughs> Nadeep, you look pretty young to me, I got to say. So my question to you is, uh, do you use or have you ever used RSVP? Ah, that's a great question. Thanks for saying I look young. I, I turned 50 next year. So <laughs> uh, I'm nearly in that age group. I have been married and separated and I have a new partner, which I did meet online. So there you go. In terms of being on dating sites, yeah, look, I mean, I've been on most of them, have used them for dating, um, but obviously as part of my role, um, have looked at other sites and what they're doing and how people communicate to try and better our service as well. And do you get people writing in success stories, how they made the love of their lives or, yeah, how do you know people have succeeded? You know, you mentioned three months of activity is usually the average kind of, you know, length of time someone might be on at a time. So do you, you know, do you do any follow-up? Like, you know, have they just given up or have they met someone or are they trying another website? Yeah, look, it's another great question and um, it's probably the most satisfying part of, of my role and, I, you know, our team's role as well is, is hearing back. I think the thing you've got to realise is that we're trying to get people off the site and mm-hmm. you understand that it's, it's almost like when you've changed your gas bill, you don't want AGL ringing you afterwards because it's annoying. So yes. <laughs> for RSVP, yes. when you've met someone, you don't want us to contact you and ask you about it. You just want to get on with having the relationship that you've established. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In saying that, we certainly do get a lot of thank you notes and pictures of babies and um, mm. wedding pictures and We've been invited to weddings and oh, wow. <laughs> someone sent us a trophy with their name on it. So there's, you know, Aww. there's lots of, yeah, there's a lot of great things that we we see. Um, 
which is very satisfying and we we often share them with the team to you know I guess make people feel that they're doing something good which is which is fantastic so we don't expect it from people but when we get it it's uh it's fantastic. We yeah, we do ask people to tell us why they leave the site, and a lot of them tell them because they've met someone on RSVP. How do you think online dating has evolved over the years? I think in the past there might have been a bit of a stigma attached to it, and I don't know that that's the case anymore. Um, so, would you agree? And and also, have you seen it evolve? Uh, yeah, having I guess been in the industry for twenty years, look, absolutely, it's it's just changed so so much. Um, and I guess just to give you, I won't bore you too much, to, to give you a brief sort of history from my perspective is 20 years ago, online dating was uh, a last resort. It was, yeah. you can't meet anyone through the normal networks, so you've got to go into online dating. And that's kind of the the kind of, I guess, publicly percept, public perception it had back then. It's certainly evolved over the years in terms of stigma, I guess, in terms of age group. And I think now there's, you know, the, the real stigma attached is you're crazy not to be on it because it's certainly opening up avenues that you should pursue that, you know, you don't otherwise have. I also feel like it's changed the way the the old ways of of meeting people because of online dating i don't believe people are more uh, uh, as susceptible to trying to be picked up in public in bars and and that sort of thing i think everyone's become a lot more defensive about that and we sort of attribute that to the fact that everyone is online and it's probably pretty rare particularly in a younger age group that you haven't seen that person online before you meet them in a pub. So for someone to walk up to someone and start talking to them, it's kind of perceived as creepy or what are you doing here type thing. Whereas in the 80s, in the 80s, that was the way you met someone. Yeah, <laughs> the way we met people has now become creepy. I love it. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that I think is that, quite the evolution, I got to say. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I think the other side of that, the other piece to the puzzle is that dating sites have their niche they represent certain things that you might be looking for you have you know we did the sex to marriage scale we talked about that that's one side and where where a dating site fits in but there's also completely niche sort of dating sites that go to the extreme so it's sort of catering for anyone and a couple I've come across extraordinary. The funniest one I've ever seen was a, a site opened up in the US for morticians to meet each other and it was called deadmeat.com oh so (laughs) it's not around anymore but you know that's that's kind of specifically niche I I feel so I think that's the big change that it's not just pile everything into one stop shop it's certainly cater for particular different markets in terms of you know as I expressed we're like the dating to serious relationships so um, that's probably the big change in online dating Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I used to live in Canada because I'm Canadian and um, it was a big hullabaloo because a European site came to North America and it was for beautiful people only. And they had to put their stats in and they used to to get kicked out if they gained weight or (laughs) a little little unethical, I think. But yeah, it is. 
a whole lot of uh, different layer of pressures. Now, Dave, for newbies who've never tried online dating, they find themselves single in their 50s, what are the top three tips you'd give in terms of using your platform? My number one tip is to be yourself. You don't need to say anything that you're not because it's going to come back to haunt you if you do. Um, And we're just encouraging people to be themselves. So that's probably number one tip. Number two tip is to make sure that you express what's important to you about not necessarily meeting someone like what you want in them, but talk talk about what's important to you. I don't think there's anything worse than reading a profile where someone's very specific about what they want in someone else. It's sort of, it's more about put yourself out there to then meet someone and discover that type thing. And yeah, look, the third tip is I'm a, I'm a big advocate of photos in terms of expressing what your, what your life's like. So you know, the, the best sort of photos I, I love to see is a gallery of if someone loves skiing, there's a photo of them skiing because instantly someone's going to look at that and think, oh, I love skiing as well. There's there's a match type. Active, as you said before, Christina, you want someone active. So if you exercise, that's fine. What about travel? That's a big one as well. So photos of your, yourself traveling as well. So that's a lot different to a photo of a fish or a um, car, which a lot of people tend to do. Or a dog. Yeah. No, thank you for that. Christina? I think we'll move on to our um, speed dating round, um, aptly named We Think, because we don't give you these questions in advance and we just want to hear what, yep. what comes out <laughs> the top of your head. Uh, so, are you ready, Dave? This is exciting. I'm ready. Excellent. The first question is um, What are you most proud of in your life? Oh, that'd be my kids. <laughs> In terms of dating, bringing people together, but um, who do you most admire? My mum, probably. Oh, your mum would be very pleased to hear that. Don't tell um, her. But... <laughs> how has working in online dating changed your thinking about relationships? Yeah, look, that's a terrific question. Um, I think it just gets back to what's important. I, you know, what's important in relationships is always going to win out in the end. And that changes over your life stage, your age, everything. But ultimately, I believe there's foundations that are going to get you through and important. And I guess that's what I've seen over the years um, and what we're trying to provide a platform for people to establish. Yes. What's the one thing you can't live without? Oh, food. I, I, I'm a foodie. So lots of Asian spiced food is me. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Good with answer. you. <laughs> <Good answer>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how have you said you're approaching 50? Welcome to the club. Um, how have your priorities changed as you've aged? Oh, that's easy to answer. It's just kids really, isn't it? <laughs> kids, definitely. I mean, they just take up so much time, which is just completely worth it. So that's the priority uh, and very happy with it. Thank you so much, Dave, for um, making time to participate in our podcast and you know today and um, to help women who've sort of and men who found themselves single in their 50s to sort of embark on this journey of online dating because you know, if they'd got together some with someone in their twenties, like Christina had, it's a whole new ball game. You know, even downloading the app. Thank you for some of the tips and observations you've shared with us today. 
No problems. Look, and we're here as well. If people, um, before they join the site, you can still contact our support and write to them and, and get some help um, if you're getting stuck or just ask some questions that might, you know, make you feel a bit more confident and secure about embarking on the journey. Have a wonderful week next week when we're all out of lockdown. It'll be great. Kishmar and I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded today, the Ngunnawal people, and we pay our respects to their elders, past and present. We'd also like to thank my aunt, Akta Jahan, for the music. And also my son, Maxwell, for some uh, technical support uh, with the editing.